Hello, this is Demo with my co-host Joe Taylor, and this is Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. We are now at episode 10. I can't believe it, man. You can't believe it. Triple I can't digits. believe it. Triple digits, right? I mean, we put a zero before the number, so it's zero one zero, but uh, still, triple digits is a big thing, I think, for us. Huge, huge. I didn't think we'd ever even make it to 10, and here we are. Yep. Living in the lap of luxury. I guess let's get right into it. Because it's hot in here. It's hot tonight. in here. It's hot. It is, it is quite warm. One thing I want to mention from last week's episode, you mentioned Alf mm-hmm. and how you really uh, respected the way it was written and it was a, a real gem to go back and look at. Strangely enough, this week on Jimmy Kimmel Live, uh, Zach Galifianakis and Jimmy were both uh, extolling the virtues of Alf and how much they loved it. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're not alone there. You know, I told you when we did that review, uh, I, t- I talked about the Bill Murray stories documentary and like a week later, Adam Carolla did like 15 minutes about it on his podcast about how great. It was. And he said all the same things. He said it a lot more eloquently than me, but uh, it's nice to know that we're in the, uh, the zeitgeist, the zeitgeist. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Alpha's definitely in the zeitgeist <laughs> in 2019. Okay. All right. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's just get into the first review. What do you got? Okay, so uh, we haven't given Showtime much love, and Premium Cable is in our uh, within the parameters that we've set for is that Binge in or the Purge. Spokes, the wheelhouse. Yeah, we, we were getting it in there. Okay, yeah, because we're gonna do. We've been doing some HBO stuff, so Showtime, sure. Yeah, we've been very Netflix heavy, so I decided to go with uh, a Showtime show, and you can get a thirty day free trial with the app. So feel free to you know grab it for a month and and binge a couple things and then cancel it, but. Um, I watched a show called Kidding, starring Jim Carrey. Have you heard of it? I have. Okay. What have you heard about it? Um, it's like a Mr. Rogers type show. He's like a, he's a host of a kid's show. And that's really all I know, because when it was on, I was like, I got better things to do with my Sunday nights, so I never really watched it. Okay. Uh, no, you don't have better things to do. Oh, really? So I'll give you a little background on the show. It's 10 half-hour episodes. Uh, it's an easy watch. Jim Carrey's an actor only. I don't. He didn't write or direct or produce anything. He's just in it. The creator and producer is a guy named Dave Holstein, who worked with him on I'm Dying Up Here, and also was a producer slash writer uh, for Weeds. So he had that in with Showtime. He had the in with Jim Carrey. I'm sure he's the one that made the show come together. Um, Catherine Keener, who I know you hate. I don't. Well, yeah. Okay, I hate her. <laughs> She's great. I don't, I don't know what your deal is with her, but she's great. Judy Greer uh, is incredible in this show. Talk about someone who has comedic and dramatic ability because she was so funny in Arrested Development. And in this show, it's very different. Yeah, she's uh, an underrated actress for sure. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see her in, in more stuff, it seems like, lately. Um, Frank Langella. Langella. Frank Langella. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Joe messed up a name, and Demo got it right. Alert the media. Frank Langella is in it. Uh, he's incredible, too. This is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. All right, slow down. Okay, come on. I mean, when you say that, I have to temper it. It is. It really is. It's, it's, uh... So here's the thing that I heard about it was that people didn't like it because it wasn't funny. It's, it's not really a comedy. So if you go into it expecting Ace Ventura 4, you're not going to get that. I it's, don't want Ace Ventura 4. N- nobody does. Uh, it's very, very dark. And he does play a Mr. Rogers character, but 
he has uh, lost somebody in his life. Uh, and because he plays this children's show character, who's even a little bit more goofy than Mr. Rogers, he's not allowed to grieve, basically. So he's got all this pent-up um, grief he can't express. He can't talk about his experience uh, through his show. His wife is leaving him. Everything's kind of falling apart. Um, and people are just saying, hey, you know, Jeff Pickles, the guy that he plays on That's the, the show. That's the character. Yeah, he's fine. You know, Jeff, the real guy, is not okay, but you can't let them intertwine. And, um, you know, I'm sure that would be very difficult to go through in real life. And you probably have uh, experienced somebody who felt like they weren't allowed to grieve for themselves before for whatever reason. So uh, it was very real. The writing was incredible. The acting was incredible. Um, it has some funny moments, but uh, I 100% binge. I, I loved it. And so you'd say primarily it's, it's getting into grief and dealing with grief? Or is that just one sort no. of theme? No, that's pretty much the whole thing. I mean, there's some, there's some kind of side stories and stuff, but it's very much centered on his journey and how his not being able to express his grief and having to put on this happy kid show um, starts to affect people around him. Okay. Um, you know, sounds good. It's awesome. And there's a second season coming. I don't think there's a release date yet, but uh, it will be back. So check it out on Showtime. Kidding, starring Jim Carrey. Uh, it's got good scores on Rotten Tomatoes, 76 with the critics and 83 with the audience. Uh, it's great. Check it out. It's, it's worth doing the one-month uh, trial for, with Showtime for sure. I mean, I have Showtime. I just, I literally have it for Homeland, you know? And so I really, I, would, I need to check it out. I definitely will. I watched it all in maybe three days or something. Well, ten half hours, it's five hours. It's, yeah. That's a doable thing for yeah. sure. So that's that, what I'm always looking for, these like short half-hour shows. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. I, I definitely, more than I recommended forever in our like third episode, I recommend this show. Oh. That's, or as as much as much. Oh wow, that's like up there then. Okay, yeah, that's a solid. That's a solid binge from you. So I look forward to people uh, writing into our Facebook and posting on iTunes comments um, how right I was because I like that a lot. Do you? Yeah. You need that affirmation in your life. I I definitely I need it. All right. Okay. Cool. All, All right. right. Let's. I got one. What do you got? My turn. My turn. Demo's turn. I'm over on Hulu. I talked a couple weeks ago about how I was I was waiting for this. I had a I was looking forward to this in a big way. Catch twenty two. George Clooney is executive producing. It's his adaptation of the Joseph Heller novel, and uh, it's so well made. I can see all the money that they put into this. It's uh, six forty to forty five minute episodes, you're looking about four and a half hours total of screen time here. Four and a half hours, and I'm gonna tell you right now, it feels like ten to twelve. This thing is a bummer. It is boring. It is a letdown. It's supposed to be a black comedy. I, I never laughed. Maybe once or twice. Now you don't mean like a Medea or a Tyler Perry. No, a black comedy. Yeah. Dark comedy. Oh. Black comedy, dark comedy. They're the same thing. Martin, Martin Lawrence type of stuff. No, it's a black comedy. Okay, so like... Uh, dark like, comedy? Uh, Will Smith. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. It's depressing comedy. A, it's not even comedy. 
It's supposed to be like satire. Look, I guess maybe the book is impossible to adapt because I know back in 1970, uh, uh, Mike Nichols did a version with Alan Arkin as the lead. And uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of that movie. I never saw it in its entirety. And I never read the book. Well, I should say I started the first chapter and I was like, huh? So I came into this with basically fresh eyes. I was open-minded to what this was going to do. I didn't have preconceived notions of what I wanted it to do other than entertain me. And it did not do that. I mean, after two episodes, I was like, Oh my God, I've got four more to go. And I, when I looked at it, I was like, only six episodes? Great! Like nothing, I thought it was going to be 10 to 12. I saw six and I was like, hallelujah. Oh man, just a drag. Hmm. How's Clooney in it? Clooney's hardly in it. He's in it at the beginning and at the end. Hugh Laurie is also in it. And Hugh Laurie has probably six minutes total of screen time. It's mostly Christopher Abbott. He's the lead. He plays Yosarian. It's his story, really. Uh, he's from, uh, if you remember him, he had a, a part on Girls, if you watch Girls on HBO, which I hated, but I hate watched it, so I'm which, familiar what, which with him. Which guy was he on Girls? I, he was one of the dudes. I don't know. I can't, I, th- that show is so forget. I don't even, like, I just know, like, I know his face. I go, oh yeah, he was on Girls. What part did he play? I don't know. He played Charlie. He dated Marnie and was best friends with Ray. I don't want to talk about girls. <laughs> All right, okay. let's not go. Right. To, I hated girls. <laughs> okay. okay. Purge. Purge girls. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad when that show ended. <laughs> Get out of my world. Get out of my HBO feed, girls. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. Anyway, Christopher Abbott, he's the lead in this. Like I said, he plays Yosarian, and he's pretty good. And then you got Kyle Chandler, who plays like this pain in the ass, like Commander. I love Kyle Chandler. Well, you know, he's fine in this. The problem is, it's just not well written. It's just not... Oh, God, I I don't know how else to say this, except it's dull. Dull, dull, dull. I keep waiting for something remotely interesting to happen. There's a couple moments that are good, but I just can't... There's not enough good... It just... I'm just frustrated by it. Really frustrated by this, because I wanted to really like it, right? Clooney and Hesloff, Grant Hesloff, his, his uh, producing partner. Clooney and Hesloff directed two episodes each. They both have parts in this. Hesloff is good, and he plays the uh, doctor for the, uh, you know, whatever you call that thing, where they Mash. hang out. They're like, yeah, but what do you, oh my God, you know, the, the, the base. The base. The air base. You couldn't it, come up with base. I couldn't come up with air base. Okay. All right, anyway, it takes place on an air base. They're, uh, they go on bombing missions and like B-52s or B-20, I don't know what number mm-hmm. a bomber it was. I'm not... They were B-25 bombers. But you know, so he's dropping bombs and that's it, you know, and it's him basically trying to figure out how many missions he has to do before he can get sent back home. And every time he completes a certain amount of missions, Kyle Chandler comes up with some bullshit reason to raise more missions. So he's constantly trying to like get out of this and they, the, and the more missions he does, it seems, the more missions they make him do. Yeah, I know, man. I'm bored too. What? I'm I'm so bored. It was you know, it's got it, and it looks beautiful. It's got this nice yellow sapia tone to it. I mean, you can see that the money's there, but I it's maybe it's just a book that just doesn't work except for the page because this is definitely not working for me in any way possible. So it's it, a purge. It's a Catch purge. 22 is a purge. 
Okay. I don't even. I I have all this stuff written down, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, who cares? Not me. I'll don't tell you that. that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, okay. Move Pardon. on, man. Just okay. just don't bother with it, everybody. Maybe if you want, watch the first episode. Don't. I don't. It, don't. Don't. Just don't. Catch twenty two. No. Watch Kidding on Showtime instead. Purge. Now, did you know that the book Catch Twenty Two was banned uh, from schools for about five years in the seventies, for the same reason that Catcher in the Rye was banned. And also, there's a rumor that the TV show MASH, which I mentioned, um, that the book MASH was based on Catch-22 a little bit. So there's some cross over there. Now, you know that the movie Catch-22 that came out in 1970, it was kind of a bomb. No pun intended. And the movie that was very similar that made all the money was MASH. Yeah, so so it's interesting. There were some parallels there, but uh, I think we've talked enough about. Yeah, I know. I you, look at that was four and a half hours too much for me. Noted. Um, okay, so you know we're a relatively new podcast. We don't have actual advertisers quite yet, but we still have to carve out time because we want potential advertisers to know that we're serious and we're professional, and we can do live reads. So I do have a PSA. Now they're obviously not paying us. Um, but I've got a PSA. I forgot to show it to you earlier, but you want to go ahead and read that? My first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. Right. Celebrate National Athletic Training Month this March by following these important tips. Before participating, see your physician for a physical exam. Always make sure there is an emergency plan in place. During exercise, drink to thirst or based on individual needs depending on sweat rate. Avoid tobacco, alcohol, and other harmful drugs. And finally, have access to athletic trainer who provides compassionate care for all. This message was brought to you by the National Athletic Trainers Association, NATA.org. All right, there you go. So celebrate that. That's coming up in March. Uh, good job. That was a good first Coming PSA. up in March? Yeah, next March. Next March. It's a ways out. Oh, okay. We're really getting the word out early on this then. Yeah, you got to get ahead of it. I guess so. Okay, so there you go. It's our first PSA on Binger Purge. I that think it was, went pretty well. That was wonderful. Yeah, that was great. Speaking of athletic training, the next thing I've got, um, this thing blew my mind because it was a total surprise, at, at least to me, and I feel like I'm a... Uh, I feel like I'm pretty connected, like I should have heard about this coming. I didn't know about it. It dropped unexpectedly a week ago today. It's called The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience by The Lonely Island. It's a 30-minute special. Any idea what I'm talking about? I saw it trending on Twitter, but I didn't get into it because I had a hunch that I you was gonna... would. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to stay away from this. I, I know that was like it, like it dropped at midnight, but like, this is something out of nowhere. Yeah. And I figured... I'm just going to act on instinct and think that Joe is going to cover this, so I'm going to leave it alone. You're totally right. I've watched it three times. Uh, it's hilarious. Do, do you like The Lonely Island? They can be hit or miss for me. Okay. This is them at their Lonely Islandist. I don't know if you listen to their album, um, Incredibad, but it's, a lot of, it's all rap. So, so here's the premise. Um, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco in the late eighties were called the bash brothers. They played for the Oakland A's, right? Okay. Do you remember any of this? I know who Jose Canseco, you said. Yeah. And Mark McGuire, they both played for the A's. I know who they are. I don't, but, but that's my limit of baseball knowledge. I mean, I know who they are. Okay. So they were, 
uh, two of the first guys to start hitting like 40 plus home runs this season. Because they were roid rangers, They were juicing. Right? They were also a couple of the first guys that really start juicing okay. out of control. Right. Um, that I do know. Yeah. And, and when they would hit a home run, they would come around instead of high-fiving or whatever, they would bash their forearms together. So they called them the Bash Brothers. Okay. Okay. Now, this had a big impression on me because when I was, let's see, I would have been probably five or six at the time. My mom was working like half a day a week doing merchandising at a sporting goods store and she would like set up the mannequins whatever and uh the guy would send home posters for me so i had posters in my room of the bash brothers and one was mark mcguire one was jose canseco and the posters they were standing on opposite sides of the san francisco bay and they were hitting the baseball back and forth to each other across the bay Mm because that's how powerful their bats were you get it yeah i got it um i'm starting to question your uh proclivities it was <laughs> it was a big thing back if you liked baseball when you were very young uh especially on the west coast you knew about the bash brothers okay so the premise of this special is that back in 1988 when these guys were hitting all the home runs and very popular that they also made a rap album and so this special is i think it's eight or nine music videos of the songs on that rap album so, it, so the special is like a compilation of music videos. Yeah, it's just there's, music videos. It's just, there's no narrative story to go with it. No, I mean, there's as much of a like arc as you would find on an album. Okay. If that makes sense. But All right. it's just music videos one after another. Okay. A couple little interstitials, but um, it's stylized to look like it was made in the 80s. There's uh, some guest appearances. Um, Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Maya Rudolph. Anna Simone, Sterling K. Brown plays Sia, the singer. <laughs> it's <laughs> this thing is bizarre. If if you uh, if if you do drugs, this would be a good time to do the drugs and watch this because um, it's so strange and visually it's amazing. Here's the thing about the Lonely Island: they parody rap songs, so they have some songs that sound sort of like the Beastie Boys. Um, they've got kind of a slow jam called Oakland Knights that mm-hmm. apparently they're playing at the stadium now in between innings. Now I have a question. Which yep. members of the Lonely Island are playing these two? Or- That's a great question. So Andy Samberg plays Jose Canseco. Okay. Uh, and Akiva Schaefer plays Mark McGuire. <laughs> okay. I needed that. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm, now I can visualize this much more. Yeah. All right. And they don't really do anything to them to make them look like, I mean, other than a wig. Okay. Uh, they're, they're not wearing like some ridiculous, like pumped up muscle shirt no, or okay. No, there, I think there's there's like one scene where they are uh, wearing just that. They don't show them like shooting up and juicing. Oh yeah. Oh, they do. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they take it full on. Okay. Um, and uh, you know the thing is the stuff they parody. Their songs, if their songs were just regular songs, would be better than the source material. Like I would rather hear these parody songs than actual R&B right now or whatever they're playing on like the top 40 stations. These songs are all could be top 40 alone. If they weren't full of jokes, they would be regular. They are great with song parodies. I mean, they they crush it when it comes to that. Yeah. And I don't know if you like rap or not. I'm not a big rap fan, but Mm. I can tell when it's good or bad. And these guys, I mean, they're very talented and whoever's producing their music with them is very talented. Um, oh, and Yorma Tacone is in it a couple times briefly. He, okay. he has a little guest appearance at the end that's really good. If you 
don't like rap, this is not for you. It's also very juvenile. It's, um, it's a parody. So it's like filthy at times, but it's also very smart when they decide to shock you. It's usually really funny. A lot of talk about steroids, you know, hitting home runs, making money, shooting up, hooking up with chicks. That's all they did, according to this show. So uh, Sounds like a life. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Definite binge. If, if you like The Lonely Island, you're going to love this. You've probably already seen it if you like The Lonely Island. Side note, when I worked at the, the cake hole, that's code for the Cheesecake Factory, mm-hmm. uh, I waited on Jose Canseco once. That's funny you say that because I saw him there one time. Oh, he loved it there. Yeah, he he loved, yeah the Sherman Oaks one. Yeah, yeah, he was he was there all the time. I waited on him once. He was fine. Nothing, not not good, not bad. He was fine. Wasn't anything. That's so funny that you that I I saw him there one time, and it was probably when you worked there. It was probably Do you know who I waited on that I didn't know till years not years later, a little later after Michael Jackson died. I had I had waited on Debbie Rowe. Okay, she was kind of weird, but she was cool. And she left a great tip. Now, this is, granted, just some woman, yeah. right? I was like, but I rem- somehow I remembered her. And when Michael Jackson died and all the Debbie Rowe stuff started coming out, I was like, oh, my God, that's that cool woman I waited on. Huh. So I, I don't know where I'm going with that, but, you know. So this is like yeah. TMZ 2004. TMZ. I also waited on, right, what the hell, okay? Uh, <laughs> Connie Selica and John Tesh. Wow. Okay? Insane. Connie Selica is insane. She's like this right-wing Christian nutcase, right? Uh. She wanted me to do something about the picture in the menu of a woman in a bikini. What was I going to do about this right now? And I'm like, well, right now I'm going to wait on my three other tables that just got sat, you nutcase. And then, (laughs) then, God forbid, you bring bread to the table right? Because no carbs, no carbs. They're on some ridiculous all meat diet. Well, that part I understand. Right, right. Yeah. But, but then they have, they have uh, like a four-year-old girl with them, Mm -hmm. right? And she's eating like, like a, like a T-bone steak or whatever. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? And then it's like, I have to like, you know, do any dessert? She's like carbs. And then, oh, she also Mm -hmm. wanted me to keep the, the, the pepper grinder at the table for her. Uh And then I look at Tesh and Tesh is just like, he's like a hen-pecked Husband. Oh, yeah. He's just like, Ugh. I mean, he didn't say two words. She was running the show. And all I can think of is just like Connie Selica when she was on Hotel. You know, I used to, I mean, my mom would watch her and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, she was on The Greatest American Hero, which I loved. Little did I know that years and years later, I'd wait on her and she would be a whack job. Wow. So she's a purge. Oh, Connie Selica is a massive purge. I'm just looking her up right here. Now, I know you're a little bit older than me, but this this yeah. seems like it. This these shows she was on were even before your time. Were you watching vintage TV when you were young or something? Maybe. Wow. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, these yeah, these shows were on before Alf. Yeah, they were. They were pre-Alf. I mean, like 1981, I think that was when The Greatest American Hero was on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I digress. All right. So, hey, what's the name of the show that you're enjoying? One more time. <laughs> The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience. It's a 30-minute special on Netflix by The Lonely Island. Uh, binge, for binge. sure. Binge. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. All right. What else I got, got? I got another show. I got another Hulu show. Two Hulu shows this week. This one I actually enjoyed. It's Rami. Rami. It's pronounced Rami. I saw a billboard for I saw it, a like billboard. I, I, I basically, I was driving around and I was like, I got to get something. And I saw it. So I took a picture of the billboard to remind me to watch this. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, it's uh, 10 half-hour episodes, so you're looking at around five hours. This is a good show. What's it's, it about? It, it is about a Muslim millennial and how he's trying to be a good Muslim but at the same time live in the modern world and deal with his friends and his family and uh, everything that evolved in his life and the conflicts that come in with that. Okay. I enjoyed it because it was kind of a look at a life that I don't know anything about. I don't really know Muslim traditions or much of how the culture works. Um, he's Egyptian. He's an Arab Egyptian Muslim. Um, he has a sister and his mother and father. They live in New Jersey. He was working at a startup. He lost his job there. So he's kind of like working for his racist, bigoted uncle who's like a diamond merchant who hates the Jews. You know, mm. it's like fascinating stuff. It has a, it's sweet. The star of it is Rami Youssef. It's his vehicle. He's a stand-up comedian. He actually has an HBO special coming out in June. Uh, also, it's been picked up for a second season. If you want something a little different, you're not your typical, you know, it's, it's not sitcom-y, I would say. It's, it's, Is it it's, funny? It's funny. It's funny series. It's, you know, it's a dramedy. It's got some really funny moments and stuff that's like way serious. My favorite episode was um, they do a flashback to when he's a kid in like, let's say like late grade school, early junior high, and he, he's dealing with the aftermath of 9-11. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody calling him a terrorist and everything, and how he has to deal with that, and it coincides with his sexual awakening as well. Like he's literally trying to learn how to masturbate while dealing with the fact that, like, all of a sudden everybody hates Muslim and Arabs. That so, can that can be tough. It can be tough. There's a couple. There's two episodes. One deals with his sister. One deals with his mother. Near the end, um, he does go to Egypt. I watched this with my girlfriend. We did it in two days, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, don't think like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever. But it's a good, interesting, different perspective on, you know, something that I, I didn't know much about. You know, I'm not going to say, like, I know everything about it. Like, it's like, oh, I don't really know much about Islamic culture, especially not in terms of how it is in the United States. Mm-hmm. So. I get it. It it's, was good. Okay. Interesting. It's, like, it's definitely a binge. Okay. And it's, it's, a, it's a simple watch. You don't have to like, like commit hours. The episodes move along. You're not going to like pause it and go, oh my God, how much more? It's got a good pace to it. W- would you say that the tone is similar to that Aziz Ansari show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Azizi. I will say that. It's Azizi. <laughs> is it that smug? No. Okay. It's not that smug. All right, good. Maybe I'll try it out then. Yeah, I, find, I, do, I do feel, but Aziz is a smug. Aziz is smug. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, at least he comes off that way. I no, he know. is. He is in a friend of mine. Uh, she met him once, and uh, I mean, it's like he he never even looked up from the phone. Purge, purge, Aziz and sorry. Okay. Yes, but binge Rami. But binge on Rami Hulu. on Hulu. It's it's a it's a good show. I enjoy okay. it. All right. Well, we got through some pretty uh, heavy stuff today. We went through kidding on Showtime, which again, one of my strongest recommendations to date on this show it's it's really really good you said catch 22 is not worth the hype yeah def- it's just boring 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 purge the, well made but boring the unauthorized bash brothers experience uh aka the um jose canseco and mark mcguire collection of rap videos from the 80s that's a binge for me 
not for it's not going to be for everybody because it's vulgar and it's very childish. But if you like, I mean, you remember the Saturday Night Live with Justin Timberlake, Dick in a Box. Yep. It's 30 minutes of that. Jizz in my pants. Remember that one? That was my favorite one. Jizz in my pants. That killed me. That's a good one. It's 30 minutes of that. Oh, so great. Uh, really good. And, and again, the, the way that it looks is it's like, you have to be really good at something to parody it. I mean, it's like the Harlem Globetrotters playing basketball. They have to actually be good at basketball before they can do all that other stuff. And right. they, this is like a Harlem Globetrotters thing. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, lastly, you said Rami on Hulu binge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's a, it's a different, it's a different look at someone's life. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I do have a final thought. You know, we've been watching, you and I collectively, a lot of these streaming shows. I've watched more than I normally would in my regular life to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And my pet peeve is the when an episode ends and it instantly, you get two seconds before it like shrinks itself into a tiny little box and like, you know, sometimes I want to watch the credits. Sometimes I want to know who specifically directed an episode. Who wrote this one? Was it the same writer as the last episode? I don't know because it's assuming I just can't take it and I have to have the next episode in the next five seconds. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is knock it off, okay? I'm an adult. I want to be able to have the option of me just going, yes, I am ready for the next episode right now. I will hit this. Don't autoplay me into the next episode, okay? I, I can handle it. Okay, I, I just, I mean, are, are we that lazy now where it's like, oh, I, I can't sit through credits. Oh my God. <laughs> and God forbid I have to like, you know, hit a forward button, you know, to get to the next one. Well, those remotes are heavy. Some of them. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying like, if I was a creator of these shows, I'd be like, Can we put a stop to this because do people even know who's making these anymore? I mean, half the time, they just like, quick, on to the next one, on to the next one. I'm like, short attention span. And I'm not saying, like, I have to sit through all the credits, but give me the option. And half the time, it's like, I have to, like, hunt and go, how do I go back to it? And next thing you know, I'm like, I've gone back two episodes, or I'm at the homepage. And then if I want to watch the end credits, I got to, like, scroll through the entire previous episode I just watched just to get to that end. Yeah. I I know. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's lazy. It's lazy and it's just idiot. It's, it, it, pl- it plugs into people being stupid and lazy and shiftless. Watch the credits, okay? If you don't like it, if you want to move on, just, hit a, just give us an option. Okay, next episode. Thanks. Don't give this shit where I got to like scramble to figure out how I can like stay on this before you move on to the next thing, right? Sometimes there's a song in it that I want to know yeah. who's the song by, right? It's going to come up in the credits. Also, where did they shoot this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, oh, who cares? Who cares? We don't have time <laughs> for that. All right. I'm done. Enough. I think you know where I stand on that. I do. And now can I ask you something related? Have you noticed, um, when you're not in LA and you go to a movie, maybe back in uh, New York or wherever you're, you're from, uh, you go to a movie as soon as the credits start, people get up and they walk out of the theater. In LA, people sit in the theater till the credits are done. Well, yes, there's two things. I mean, I stay for the credits always, just because also I like to get the people. You know, I don't. You wanna, probably like, know somebody. In, a lot of times, you're gonna. Hey, see I watched. I watched uh, Avengers Endgame, and sure enough, my friend Shelly, there she is, right? I'm getting. Hey, Shelly, right? She's in the credits. It's respectful. And then I'm not. And also, let's face it, we're all trained now. Be, be ready for the Easter eggs at the end. 
right? It's like is like every movie now. It's like is there gonna is, is there gonna be a little tag at the end? Is there an Easter egg? Yeah. More often than not, there is. But okay. most people, though, and I'm sure most people that are streaming, you know, Ooh, I ain't got time to do this. Move on. You know, I don't care. <laughs> right? Okay. Let those people have to push a button that says next episode. Okay. Literally, raise your arm and push a button. Yeah, I don't auto do it. Turning us into just 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 snails, slugs. Yeah, I hear you. And if you're in a movie theater, sit through the credits. Why not? Yeah. Also, it's easier when you leave because you don't have to like you're not standing in line waiting for everyone to go out, like going down those stairs and sitting on the stairs. Just let it play out, right? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, when I go to movies, um, you know, when I go back home to visit, it's like as soon as the credits start rolling, it's like there's a fire and everybody's rushing for the exits. It's like, get me out of here. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't know. I okay. Think we're done. Yeah. I right? mean, that's a pretty good, uh, we had a good run. 10 episodes. Yeah. Do you mean we're done with this episode? Uh, both? No, we're, we're going to no. keep doing, we're done with this episode. We're going to keep going as long as you people will keep listening and have us. We appreciate everything you guys are doing to support us. It's awesome. We like the messages, too. We get messages from people we don't even know. It's crazy. And you know, we didn't even think we'd get to 10. Remember? We're like, are we at like 10 of these? How are we going to do 10 of these? And we did. No, I know. Oh, 10. Good for you guys. It's nothing. But for us, we just was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? Within two weeks, we had the first one out. And here we are. Yeah. And, and we, we love the feedback that we're getting. Where yeah. can they follow us? Where can they message us? Where can they do all that shit? Facebook slash binge or purge. Twitter at binge or purge. Instagram slash binge or purge podcast. Yes. Binge or purge podcast at gmail.com. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Listen Note. So just about everywhere. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, we had kind of talked about where we thought this thing would go and it's growing faster than we thought. Yeah. People seem to actually be listening and uh, liking it. And uh, no one has told me they don't like it. And I have, and the people that I know are honest with me. They're not, they're not, you know, pulling my leg. Mm -hmm. They literally like, Hey, I'm really loving your podcast. And no one has said, Hey, your podcast sucks. So hooray. Good for us. Um, okay, well, let's come back next week, I guess. We'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here, too. And since you guys forgot to mention me, this is Just the Facts. You can follow me on Twitter at the Jessica Greer. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you for listening. See you next time. <laughs>